1: Hello. Hello? Anyone around here speak basketball?
2: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks basketball, basketball podcast. podcast. I am your host, Freddie Rivas. And who, sir, with the not new at all, but nice looking haircut <laughs> are you?
1: Uh, I am your producer. I'm Matt Duncan. Thanks, Fred. You know, I'm just trying to I'm in the 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 stage of uh, trimming your own hair. To save money. Uh, yeah, that's where I am, Whoa. you know, so can't say I've got, you know, I'm running out of time with hair, so I figure why not, uh, get, get into my own styling now. See how that's it works. Good. Now, yeah. You know?
2: <laughs> yeah. We were talking about <laughs> cheap things, uh, uh, earlier and, and switching, um, to cheaper peanut butter. So why yeah. not? Yeah. The last couple, the last yeah. couple years of your own hair, you start trimming it yourself.
1: Yeah. I'm, a, I'm about to get into the, like the Peaky Blinders haircut style. That's, uh, yeah. I think what I'm going to go for. See how that works. I uh,
2: Still, have never seen Peaky Blinders, but I'm imagining <laughs> all comb overs. Is that what's going on?
1: It's like a weird half shaved, half like buzzed. It's, it's a, you know, a 1920s, uh, you do what you can kind of haircut.
2: Okay, <laughs> well, um, if you haven't guessed yet, we are Her Raptors <laughs> slash NBA podcast. Um, a little bit of peaky blinders on the side. Um, peaky blinders, I, I don't know, that's a bad accent. I just feel like you got to say that name weird. Um, Maddie, I love you, the best producer in the world. Uh, let's get to uh, bringing on some guests. Uh, we are with Raptors Republic, of course. Um, let me bring on this first guest been listening to him for a very long time um gotten to know him uh, better over the over the years uh, absolutely love all of his <clears throat> raptors takes uh yeah just w- one of the best raptors podcasts uh absolutely going and I, i've learned so much from him as well i got to i was got to be careful not to repeat his opinions cuz i agree with him so much but um give it up as loud as you can even if you're not even if you're at home alone for Sean woodley
0: basketball podcast is that what i'm supposed to do yeah yeah there we go
2: yeah (laughs) yeah i'm gonna make i'm gonna make everyone start doing that now
0: (laughs) i figure what better way than to co-opt the traditions of the hosts of the podcast on which i guessed it's uh it seems like a pretty good way to ingratiate yourself
2: quickly (laughs) i bring you in you just start doing what i'm doing you know it gets really weird it's perfect
0: how are you doing I'm good, man. I'm really happy to be here. I just did exercise for the first time in what feels like three months, so either I'm going to be as like quick-firing as, as I've ever been, or my brain is going to be stew, and it's going to be a mess. No in-between. It's going to be either amazing or the worst thing you've ever heard. Woohoo!
2: Listen, I'll take Sean stew or Wired Woodley uh, any day, you know? <laughs> Please never say Sean Stew again.
0: I'll
2: never, say, <laughs> I'll never say either of those. I'm so sorry. Um, okay, let's, uh, let's bring our guest number two. Uh, a great friend of mine, a hilarious comedian, uh, you know, if not the single best producer of comedy in the city, uh, one of them. Uh, Site specific comedy Like no one can touch him For sure Uh, You know He'll plug later But he's coming out With a comedy album Later And uh, yeah You know We talk basketball Almost every single day Uh, Give it up as loud as you can Even if you're at home alone For Dan Gallia Nice on YouTube, but he just nah yeah, he's doing stuff. Um <laughs> yeah. I I also love that you're for sure not muted, but you're just doing very quiet dancing.
3: Yeah, which is good for an audio <laughs> podcast, especially sometimes, you know?
2: Yeah, totally. Um <laughs> how are you doing? Pretty good. How are you? Uh I'm great. I'm great. Uh I'm enjoying the uh the new look Yakup Raptors. Um, and I think let's, let's jump right into it. Uh, Maddie D. I assume everything's a weird owl Al all the time now. So give me your best Raptors, weird owl sting. <laughs> <laughs> raptors raptors, raptors, raptors.
1: raptors. raptors. Trust
0: in Masai. There we go. <laughs> oh, I'm rap- just doing my mime work. That's again <laughs> what we're doing on an audio podcast. right? Hey, is mime work.
2: Bobby <laughs> Webster. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Just, yeah. You know, three different audio cues. Um, if you haven't listened to this podcast many times, you don't understand any of them. Uh, if you if you have a partner and they're try guesting
0: on it once every few months,
2: it's a uh... yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, contemporary uh, art audio by yours truly, uh, Matt Duncan, um, Masai. That's Masai. Um, assemble. That's assemble. Tomato. Um, tomato. 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 There you go. Okay, uh, let's let's start with you uh, first, Sean. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think most people would agree the Raptors have been better with Pirtle. Uh, it's certainly been more enjoyable to watch. Uh, you know, we've talked before uh, on this podcast, uh, or you know, last couple of weeks, sort of like who's benefiting, who's um maybe having to like find other stuff to do on the court, but I guess yeah I'm wondering if if from what you've seen or just what you believe, if you think that this current iteration of the Raptors have another gear this season, whether that's like into the playoffs or play in slash playoffs or even these last ten games, you know, so putting away any any changes that you know may or not be made in the off season like With this with this core right now, do you think that you know there's another higher gear?
0: Yeah, I think the offense can certainly be better. I think they're like nineteenth in offensive ratings is the yak trade. And I don't know about you guys, but they look a lot more fun on offense and like Mm -hmm. it makes more sense. There's more flow. There are things like pick and rolls and Guys taking lots of threes and hitting lots of threes. There is real point guard play with the help of a center and roll gravity and all these things that kind of make offense a little bit easier to watch, a little easier to look at, and a little easier to turn into points for what the Raptors, you know, for for their end of things. And, you know, I feel like we've seen, you know... The results maybe not match the process necessarily so far i think the defense is legit i think they've been ninth uh since the Yakub trade and that checks out they just look it, it all kind of comes together when you have an actual rim protector with all the dudes mm-hmm. they have it allows og to be more aggressive it allows fred to you know have a bit more insurance behind him he's also just kind of gotten a step back on defense it seemed as well everyone seems revitalized by yak It's tough because there's not a lot of runway, right? And so they could still have this good process stuff and still not translate to good results in the next 10 games. And I still think they're working some stuff out, like the best spots to get Pascal, his looks, how you weave him in, even Scotty, like hopefully he's healthy. He's got the wrist thing, but, Mm -hmm. um, you know, he feels like the guy who's maybe been sort of incorporated the least just as far as, all right, how is this guy getting his shots within the construct of what we do? OG's covered, Yaks covered, Fred's covered. They've gotten more post-ups and stuff for Pascal. The last few games, I think they've got him covered. Now it's about weaving Scotty in, and I think they'll do it. It's just, will they have enough time before the playoffs? As far as, like, the gear, you know, I thought this team was going to be, uh, like, barbecue chicken in the first round against another team and now they'll just be like slightly less overdone barbecue chicken if that makes sense like I think they could steal a game or two off of a, a, you know a second or third seed I, the Bucks are horrifying I don't know about them I think they're the only serious team right now and I think they're just like the very clear title favorite screaming us at all, all of us in the face but if they get Boston who's not playing super hot is very variance dependent if you get Philly who is Philly and has James Harden in the playoffs like mm-hmm. I feel like you could probably spook them a little. I don't think they're winning anything of note, but I don't think that necessarily matters and I don't know how you guys feel, but I feel like the first 14 games with Yak have kind of A, proven that the front office was right, that they were only a Yakupertel or someone like that away from being pretty good, and B, I think it's kind of Set themselves up like they can just go into the next season with this team if they really want to. They have the means to keep all of their pending UFAs if they get creative, mm-hmm. and I think I'm all right. Like they've just done their off season; it's done now. They can just roll forward, and this team should be pretty good next season. This year's tough just because of the limited runway and the fact that the seating and the plane is going to limit their potential yeah. play in or playoff matchups. But yeah, overall, they're clearly better, and I think there's a little bit more to squeeze out specifically on the offense end between now and the end of the season.
2: Um, so, so many good points. You know, I think, uh, you know, I'll, I'll start with sort of, I feel like Siakam and Scotty and sort of this, this, uh, this idea of kind of like occupying and make, making the most use out of, use out of the middle is key for this other gear, right? You have mm-hmm. OG launching more from outside, which is like, okay, he's great. You know, Fred working with Purtle more, he's great. We've also seen that a guy like Precious, struggle more, I think, right? Not being able to be in the middle as much. Um, and yeah, I think, you know, you're starting to see it from Pascal and and I'm confident you'll see it as well from, from Scotty, but yeah, I, I totally agree there. The, the runway thing is sort of, yeah, that's why I brought up this question because it's fascinating to me. Like, you know, I think this team sort of is gelling in this final part of the season with the addition of Pirtle, but Obviously you know there's still variance, like within our play and like you know it doesn't it doesn't mean we're going to finish eight and two right so that's that's hard and you know to your offseason point uh, I I don't know if me and you uh, you know are in like the minority here uh, and you know you're you're the official like chairman of, of run it back um, <laughs> and uh, I mean I, i'm I'm in that category too also because I feel like this team, you know, you can look through the, the, the free agents we've used when we have, or free agents we've, we've gotten when we have cap space mm. and it's, it's not a very fun list. Um, mm-hmm. I think this team very much has to operate, uh, you know, in the luxury tax and make trades and develop. Like, I think that's how this, this market, uh, uh, for the Raptors is going to, is going to work, especially with, you know, with, with the way Messiah's has operated in the past, but, um, Yeah, it's uh, it's tricky. There's a lot of things going on. Um, Dan, just before I get to you, uh, a couple stats I wanted to throw out was that the Raptors uh, in nine games uh, in March. uh, This is the highest field goal percentage they've had all year. Um, Are they ahead of the Hornets finally? <laughs> they we're probably barely ahead of the Hornets. Um, oh, I think it's been like
0: a season long battle between the Hornets, Rockets, and uh, Raptors for worst effective field goal percentage. And yes. like, it's like. Top of the league, these guys are untouched. These are the elite cream of the crop at laying bricks. It's nice to see that March has maybe turned things around. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's a, it's turned things around a little bit. Also, highest free throw percentage by a small margin, and we're right up there with our uh close to our highest uh three point percentage. Um, which you know it's not that hard to beat, but they're in the month of uh, March so far, we're shooting. Uh, 37% from three. Um, so yeah, I think this team is looking healthier, I'll say. Um, and you know, just your last point or last kind of comment on what you said, Sean, uh, I, 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 I do think it's not all for naught, but I do think that some of the, the higher seeds in the East are so strong that even with the improvement we're seeing from the Raptors they you know, yeah, like, it will be difficult to to have a competitive first round. Um, I'm still very pro first round experience in general, but uh, winning, I think, you know, is not really a thing that, honestly, even before the season, I didn't really think that this Raptor, I thought this rapper team would be good in the regular season, but mm-hmm. I had major playoff doubts, and I think those playoff doubts are still there. <laughs> um, yeah, but Dan, uh, hopefully we didn't take all the points away from you. Do you think this Raptors team has another gear?
3: Yeah. You guys took all the points away from me. So (laughs) no, I do definitely agree with everything you guys said. And just to like uh, Sean's point about the runway, it's like, um, I kind of just feel like, you know, with, uh, with media and fans, everybody wants everything to happen tomorrow. And it's like, we kind of forget that these are human beings. They're young human beings. They're in there like in their twenties. So like mentally, like we want them to be perfect, but like, Things like people moving into different positions affect them emotionally, we don't see that. We just, we don't think about it. We don't think about how like Malachi might be more upset that you know he's not gonna get that Barton time or we don't think about like that kind of weird stuff, right? But it's mm-hmm. like, they have to gel and they have to take the time to get that chemistry. And as much as we want it to just be like, let's make that happen tomorrow it's not going to happen tomorrow and I don't know if there's enough time this season for it to happen. I do see that like they are taking like little leaps every game and if like Barton can start getting some baskets for instance or like if he's only allowed one up. just one bucket that's it. <laughs> yeah that's, that's <laughs> fine if he can get back um, and if <laughs> Precious can wake up and like you know like we, we also have players coming like kind of trying to get out of slumps, coming out of injuries. Uh, Like, there's all these things that are kind of like, you know, we have two new players. So, and one of them took a starting position away from somebody. So it's like, there are a whole bunch of things happening. And if we can get it together, maybe we can make that first round, like you said, a good experience for all the people on the team. And then maybe like a little tweak in the off season and we come back and kind of revisit this again but like i I believe that like there's a big there's like a longer kind of um approach going on i I don't think that like messiah is like god i really thought we're gonna win the whole thing this year you know like i i think that like (laughs) there's there's a big picture that we often don't look at We're always looking at tomorrow's picture when Masai is probably looking at next season already and thinking like, oh, I have some moves to make in the summer. And it's like, "Okay, let's just like enjoy the ride. We have a cool little team with like, you know, a lot of great players. I love our starting lineup. I actually really like our bench and I just think they're underperforming for whatever reason. But if we could just get some productivity out of the bench. With the purdole edition, I think we could actually be a kind of scary team in the first round. I don't know if we can win, but I don't think we're some a team that people want to play in the first round just because we're gonna wear them out, if anything. You know what I mean? We play pretty good defense and OG's like a monster right now, too. So if he just keeps ramping up and we see like, you know, what we've always wanted to see from OG in the playoffs and just kind of he lives up to all this hype that we know he's capable of, then we could have a little run. It might be fun.
0: Yeah. There would be nothing sweeter than, uh, than beating the Celtics in a, in a three, six or something or a two, seven. Oh my God.
2: Listen, it's (laughs) like, I, I, the, the optimist in me and the like hopeful Raptors fan wants our own, like we believe, Warriors scenario <laughs> so badly, and for sure upsetting Boston. Like I don't even know if I would want to uh, the Raptors to continue. To, like I, I want them to be the first team ever that wins the first round, and then just like we're, we're actually good. to of the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that'd be so great. We get, like major weird finds. Like it's really a disruptive disruptive moment in NBA history. But like you like we do that though. You know, it's like really cool. The um, shame
0: of the Celtics then having to carry on in the playoffs because the Raptors forfeit their spot after beating them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh. oh would be um, you guys lost twice in the playoffs, but like Boston. Really?
2: Twice? Yeah.
0: Or or Boston
2: goes on to like win the championship, but it's like, but you lost though. Yeah. Uh, oh. Ooh, the I mean, asterisk on that is
0: yeah. 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 gilded and shiny and underlined and bolded yeah. and italicized. Mm. No no no, no, no. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's a, that's a glittery ass. Asterix for sure. Um,
0: <laughs> Barry Bonds level asterisk. Although yeah. you shouldn't have one. Never mind.
2: Worse yeah. than that. <laughs> um, no, this is good. This is what I wanted, but yeah, I, like, I mean, you know, Dan also, also a lot of good points. And I think we, I mean, we're fans, right. And we're analysts, but we, it makes sense that we lose sight of the big picture, but I feel like, uh, you know, uh, Katie Heindel, who we all know uh, said this on the podcast a long time ago when the Raptors were like, maybe in December, like, it's like some of the, like the worst struggles is that most of the issues with this team are practical, not theoretical. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's still largely true. Maybe I'll add a little caveat that I do think some of the redundancy is, has been rough. Um, but, you know, big picture stuff, if, if, if this front office really believes they can turn Precious into Scotty into like, okay, three point shooters sort of thing, but it's, it's a multi-year process or, you know, um, Banton, but I don't know. Banton's really kind of fallen out. So I'm not, not too sure about him, but like, yeah, like I think like that, those things, like if, if Precious or Scotty can shoot 32% from three next year, that's a, that's a mate, like a major change, right? Mm -hmm. If, if Pascal, you know, is, is less running the offense, shooting more spot-up threes and can shoot that at a league average, you know? By the um, way, he's been shooting, like, 43% on catch-and-shoot since the act totally. trade. So, like, I don't know. Yeah, I think he's adjusting really well, and I feel like part of the Pascal conversation that really gets, like, lost with reactionary fans is is this idea of, like, what does a number one look like and, you know, is he the guy, all that kind of shit. But I think it just blows my mind, like, as far as a recency thing, that people forget that Pascal was on a championship team. Um, and he, no, he had uh, four bad games, Freddie. He has to be cast into the sun. He's yeah, banned. you're right. You're right. Yeah. 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 yeah uh, uh, banish him. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, but no, it's, it, it's wild. And I think like, you know, even a guy like Fred, right. is sort of, he pounds the ball. He is a, is a bad shooter now. And, you know, he his, his hips hurt and it's, it's always going to be hurt. Like sort of these kind of these momentary things that take over the, the zeitgeist in a negative way. You know, you, you see someone like Purdle here and you're like, oh, wait a second, Fred has like a role option and a lob option and has yeah, he gets thing. to play basketball the way it was intended to be played? What? Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh and, and you know, uh, just to sort of wrap this up to your to your point as well, Dan, about the Raptors um being being a hard out. Like, yeah, I mean, as as much as I want them to upset someone, you know, I'm not gonna go there. But I do think that uh I, I've been just you know, hammering this point for years now, but I feel like the NBA is in a, is in a parody era that really, you know, it's only existed. Like the last time it was like, there was this much parody was like the seventies. Mm-hmm. Um, and if the, if the two teams that make the finals are not the Warriors and not the Celtics, then there's a, there's a, a tie for four years in a row, completely new teams in the finals. Um, and even if you look at, you know, sort of the, the, the the like uh the kind of the, the the team plus minus uh or the or the net rating rather it's it's just not that high like there's no team that's like crushing everybody um obviously for periods there are but like over the balance of a season right like what the, the nuggets are on a was it a five game losing streak mm-hmm. um but uh yeah i think i think we covered a lot of shit do you guys want to add anything <laughs> before we move on
0: yeah i just want to <laughs> sort of on that idea of like everyone kind of being equal levels of bad or meh or mediocre like the the vision here for the Raptors it doesn't seem all that crazy right because I, I think yeah, I agree. what they seem to be wanting to do is do what they did to great effect a decade ago which is Build a team that's not necessarily a contender. Like, I don't think anyone ever looked at the DeMar Kyle teams and were like, that's a legit contender that's definitely winning a title or making the finals. Like, they got cute a couple of years, but come on. But... Yeah. I don't think you can build an NBA team with we're going to be a contender in mind because you really can only do that if you have one of seven players on earth. That's just how it works. Mm-hmm. And so this whole sort of concept of must tank to get players so we can become title contender. It's so fraught because there's just the odds that you get one of those guys are so slim the way you do it, which the Raptors have proven is a perfectly viable way to do it is build a pretty good team, build a playoff competent team be good, be relevant, hang in the conversation, and then, with your abundance of good players, Make a move when the time is right to jump up into that stratosphere or wait until random NBA weirdness gives you a pathway to the finals like the Kings might have this year in the Western Conference, which is yeah. full of NBA weirdness. Like, it, I, I think that's the thing Raptors fans have to like recalibrate their brains for, at least a lot mm-hmm. of the people I interact with on YouTube comments and stuff, uh, is like... Just because they won the title in 2019 doesn't mean it's just like easy to go get that team like they had Kawhi Leonard. He was one of the best players alive. It took years and years of careful building to get to the spot where you could make that move. And they have to thread the needle this offseason for sure. They could lose all their pending UFAs for nothing and it could be a total disaster that's on the table. But if they can thread the needle, keep this team more or less together. The the, it's back on track to me of, oh, that's that's what the the goal is and has been for this front office for for ages. And it seemed a little wonky in the middle of this season. Yak seems to have put everything back into focus and they can absolutely go and fulfill that multi-year vision, which they did again just a decade ago. uh, Less than that uh, of building over time into something that eventually gets lucky in a league where you have to get insanely lucky to even sniff potentially winning.
3: Just but a quick question up. for both you guys. Sorry, just cuz uh, you brought up the UFAs and possibly losing them like do you think that that's a real possibility? Because like in my head, I, do you think Maasai didn't make like some sort of like a secret deal? Like I, I just feel like these things happen and we don't hear about them, but like I don't think Maasai like does certain things this season. Not knowing something about the offseason and these players, like, you know, maybe there was, like, a sign-and-trade agreement, like, uh, that might come into effect if that happens or something like that. I, I'm i not sure that, like, the the possibility of, like, us really messing up that bad is even a thing really? You know what I mean? Like, and it absolutely could be, I don't know. I'm actually asking because I, uh, I wonder if that's the type of thing that happens when you're a really good businessman and you're like, (laughs) you're like, okay, I have this thing here. This could happen. Let me try to like fight that problem way early. You know what I mean? Like Mm fight that thing. So what are your thoughts on that?
0: I mean, Freddie, if you don't mind, I'll jump in. Like yeah, I, I don't think they make the moves they did at the deadline without at least like a cursory conversation with the agents of Gary Trent Jr. and Fred Van Vliet and Jakob Pirtle. I think the Yak thing feels like a foregone conclusion. He seems Mm -hmm. to want to be here, and I think he's probably going to sign for less than maybe his uh, absurd numbers since arriving and his absurd on-offs might suggest he should earn on the open market. I think he just kind of wants to be here and play with his friend Pascal. Um, Fred, I think... It was always more of a a durability and health thing than anything else. And was the start of this season just like an ill time slump timed with injury and bad luck and the team not playing very well and being kind of misshapen? I think it's been proven that, yeah, it probably was. And he's actually you know closer to the all-star level player. Even if he's never an all-star again, he's closer to that guy than he is the sort of busted mess that we saw for long stretches to start (laughs) Mm -hmm. this year. Gary's the interesting one because I think A... I really think he's bought in super like he's been like, I think it's been underrated the way he's bought in this season where he's just kind of be like, yeah, I got called out by Nick nurse in week two. Ever since then, I've kind of been, you know, just buying in coming in off the bench, not commandeering the offense in a way that's damaging, just kind of taking my shots in the flow. I know I'm going to get shots in the flow. I know even if I'm coming off the bench, I'm going to play 30 minutes. I'm going to close a lot of games. And I feel like they've already started the sort of, the wooing process of keeping Gary Trent jr around as their six man long term. And I, and I don't think there's a very strong market for a guy like that either right now, not a lot of teams with cap space. There's like seven teams with cap space. All of them stink. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them is the rockets who only employ Gary Trent jr. Right now, uh, in that they are one way two guards, uh, <laughs> and who don't pass. um, and so I just don't see there being a, like a landing spot for a cap space team. And he's not the kind of player that a team is going to hand cut themselves with a hard cap and stuff for a sign and trade. He's not that good. And so I think he's going to look around. The market's not going to be huge. He's gonna look at Jakob pertle making 18 million a year, and he's not gonna be able to say, give me more than that, because he's not Jakob Purtle. And I feel like they're gonna get Gary back on a pretty surprisingly cheap deal. And it might be like a two-year deal. Maybe he like tests the, the waters in a couple of years again. But mm-hmm. I, I think that's honestly the most likely. And if Gary does walk, I think it's because the Raptors are okay with it. Because he's kind of a one way guy. He is probably the most easy to replace type of player in the league, even if I love Gary. Everyone loves Gary. He's he's super fun. When he's on a heater Um, but I think if he walks it's because the Raptors have sort of done the, the math on it and said you know what this is fine and I feel like Fred and Yak at this point are probably like foregone conclusions to return
2: Right. Yeah, uh, as I said in the intro, I generally agree with Sean all the time, <laughs> and I also do here. What a horrible decision
0: you've made to make this a character trait. Oh, my goodness. Uh, but
2: really, though, you know, the, the extension <laughs> offer for for Perto was $15 million a year, uh, which he obviously said no to. So the Raptors, you know, they have to top that in a non-insulting way. So 18 sounds fine. Um, you know, Fred, we've seen the story, right? Oh, oh, the Orlando Magic are going to pay Fred $30 million a year. No, they're not. You know, all these other teams are going to max out Fred. No, they're not. The Um, one team that's hornier for long dudes uh, than the Raptors
0: are. The Orlando Magic is going (laughs) to go sign the short king. Yeah, for sure. Definitely happening.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And, I'm, you know, hey, Fred, you bet on yourself. Like, go go get the bag. Right, of course. But, like, I feel like if that's the case, then we're in sign and trade scenario. Um, You know, and Masai, to your, uh, you know, initial thing, Dan, it has gone both ways, right? There there's times where it's like, you know, player player X is hundred percent leaving, uh, and they leave, like Kawhi. Um, and then there's been like, oh, you know, we're gonna lose Kyle. Uh, uh but he ends up signing uh for ten million dollars a year instead of, you know, going to San Antonio or Miami or whatever. So uh I think there's 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 you know evidence in both ways. And you know, you know, I do think Gary is sort of the harder one to calculate. Cause he's been a Raptor, uh, not as long, but you know, uh, back to Sean's point, like the, the market is kind of going to dictate all that. Um, and yeah, j- just before I move on here, I also agree with Sean with, with team building, but, uh, I think people are stuck in the, like, uh, you know, the treadmill Atlanta Hawks team, you know, that kind of like philosophy without realizing that that's how the Raptors won a championship. Um, but I mean, I digress. I've, I've, they just I've put
0: their 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 like uh, their belief behind a real point guard and uh, not Trey Young.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, and and sorry, last little point too is, listen, we all need the draft. The draft is important. Like whoever the Raptors draft in the teens this year, is going to be an important part of our team. Uh, it really presents this this kind of like false idea of a linear build, mm-hmm. and I think that uh, you know when it comes to like like trade everyone to build around Scotty or blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, like, just like, let's start over. I think that to me, it's kind of like insecurity and escapism and losing's really hard. And I mm-hmm. think that watching a team underperform sucks. So if that's where you got to turn fair enough, but I just don't think it's like rational or intelligent, you know? So that's kind of where I'm coming from. And like, it's just, you development is, you know, whatever. Like precious was wild last year. This year, not the same. So, I think th- these things take time, right? Um, okay, let's let's move on though. Maddie D, I'm bringing you in. Uh, hop on in for the silly segment here, uh, and we're gonna start with with Maddie D uh, well, when he arrives here. Uh, hey. We what's up, buddy? Yo, <laughs> yo, <laughs> what's up? Um, okay. Uh, 90s commercial references <laughs> over. Um, we are playing uh, Raptors playing bingo. So uh, give give me your you know whatever three or five bingo card moments. Uh, if right. you're hosting a Raptors playing party, and uh, it's your job to make like a, a bingo card for the Raptors. So.
1: Okay. All right, I'll give you a few. Um, the first thing that came to mind was the uh, during the play-in, the the, the, the uh, halftime show with Red Panda. She's going to add soup to it. It's going to be cool. <laughs> okay. It's going to be cool to see her do that with soup in the bowl. Every bowl has soup. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Windhorse knows what kind of soup it is, but he's not telling anybody. <laughs> she won't spill a drop either. That'll be cool. Um the other thing I had uh, after Drake's going to be there with his son. And after Drake's son gets the sugar delivery of candy that he seems to get now, uh, he's going to like run out on the court and start kicking refs in the nuts. Okay. Uh, that's good. <laughs> that's going to happen. Specifically Ben Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brian Calangelo. He's finally going to get his wish. There'll be a, a zip lining station from the three hundreds going straight across during the game. Okay. Uh, Which will be cool. Freddie, your seats, uh, you'll probably be really close to one of the entry points. So. Hopefully, oh, it
2: uh, <laughs> will be fun. Shout to- out section 309 and shout out Calangelo. Um, he's back. His
1: he? dream. Yeah, he's coming back to to fulfill his dream of having a zip yeah. line going on you during the game. Do you
0: want spot? to win this video game, man? <laughs> 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 um, uh,
1: one more that I have. Like here, I'll try to stick closer to the, the real stuff. Uh, there will sure. be there will be a game blown by a shitty. Ref's call that will happen, and what else we got? I'll give you one more, and I will say that uh, Nav, uh, he will hug the star of an opposing team before the game starts. That's an easy one, that's an easy, that's the B, yeah.
2: (laughs) Um, and bingo doesn't work like that,
1: Um, (laughs) it's the B, (laughs) it's the the B52.
2: Okay, this is, good. this is good. No one has ever played this game, apparently. <laughs> Matt, Matt started off in a really grounded place. This is good. Um Colangelo, big collar, uh Zipline. Um Okay, let me go to you next, uh Sean. What's what's the bingo? What's your bingo card? And is it real at all? At some point, at some point,
0: Matt Devlin will say it's an 18-point game, Alvin, or 18-point <laughs> game, Jack, one way or the other, yep. whether the Raptors are leading. God bless Matt Devlin for keeping us alive deep into garbage time with our hope. Yeah. Um, he works hard. Jack Armstrong will talk about a time he got turned on the road, for sure. Uh, no doubt about <laughs> that. Oh, these are good. I'm going to say um, Precious Achua will do something that makes you go... Uh-uh. Like, <laughs> you're unsure what you're doing with your body because yeah. he's also unsure what he's doing with his body. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, whether he just, like, kicks a ball out of bounds for, for no reason or yeah. uh, dunks on his own net. Uh, something happens. But he'll follow it up with, like, an incredible defensive play the next time down because that's the precious
2: roller coaster, baby. Yeah. Um, I have precious in a china shop. Oh, <laughs> there one you go. Of Like, you know. Look at us. <laughs> We're winning the game. Um, we'll combine our cards. You could
0: do that, right? Again, I don't know how bingo works. Uh, Uh, We got got dabbers. We'll share dabbers. Um, Will Barton will get one made basket, but also take eight shots. That's the Will Barton promise. Yeah. and then, oh, what else happens all the time? I guess we just are gonna get some sort of thunderous OG jam because that's he just does it every game now. So I, I feel like that's probably a chalk one as well that we can weave in there. I'll, oh. I'm sure I'll think of some more uh, well after we're done recording here, but that's what I got right now.
2: Yeah, we'll all be in bed thinking of uh, Calangelo's zipline and like what? <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: Dan, what's up? You got
2: any you got any rapping bingo moments?
3: Yeah, uh, I think OG will probably lose a contact lens at some point. <laughs> <laughs> um, he'll have to go to his backup color contacts, maybe. Um, he always seems to lose <laughs> contact in important games. I don't know why. It hasn't happened in a while, too, so I think it's due uh, for coming up. I think Boucher will probably hit a 3-10 seconds after he comes up into the game. At some point, just show up and hit a three, and then we'll see what happens after that. (laughs) Um, A heater heater Boucher three? Totally. Uh, I think Nick will probably crouch a lot, Mm -hmm. so we could probably count those crouches. Um, And then, uh, yeah, I just thought uh, Nick will definitely be shocked at a call at some point. (laughs) <laughs> it's pretty easy i mean yeah, it's that going is, to yeah. you yours is the opposite known. of
2: matt i want i want your card <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i got i i got a couple i got uh um bizarro nick challenge like oh like yeah a, a first in like the challenge. second
0: quarter too yeah
2: yeah really early also like wouldn't generate points either way like <laughs> just, just a turnover um, no one's in foul trouble like he just uh, didn't
0: like the way the ref called it like his uh, yeah. his tone in doing it and was like I need to show you up man
2: and it's unsuccessful of course Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, uh, I have a no look Scotty pass where Scotty gets frustrated at the person who didn't catch the pass <laughs> <laughs> um I also got uh, uh, I got Scotty um, big dunk while he's also like looking at the person behind him. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, what's that called? Like, is that the, the Scotty? The, yeah, just a yeah. it's it's like a, it's it, the the taunting energy is wonderful. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, I have Gary Senior uh, eating some food and Alvin Williams <laughs> making fun of him, <laughs> um, and it's just, like a little bit like, hey man, let the guy just eat.
0: You also have uh, Alvin Williams making fun of himself because he does that a lot.
2: Yeah, yeah maybe like I, I just passed to Vince. That's all I did. Um, uh, oh, uh, just for an easy, quick one. Uh, you got to have the Pascal and one. Um, yeah, I think that's I think that's I was trying to think of one for Fred uh, and, and, I, and I don't got it. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, OG Thunderous Dunk contact lens is, is great as well.
0: Um, I thought of a couple of opponent-specific ones as well. Oh, good. Is that helpful? Sure. Uh, so if they play the Wizards, Bradley Beal is definitely hitting a three that inspires Matt Devlin to say, the Wizards are only down 18, and he will mean mug after doing that. <laughs> yeah. Huge. On his way to losing by 23, the, the Bradley Beal experience. Yeah. Uh, if they play... The Hawks, I think Trey Young might just cry uh, because OG and Precious have him in jail every single time they play. And then to play Miami, Kyle is absolutely guarding Pascal or Scotty in the post, mm. pulling the chair out from under them and like pointing and laughing like he pointed at Kawhi in the All-Star game. Those are my yes. opponent-specific bingo picks.
2: That's a good one. Maybe maybe we'll get a, like a Spo nurse double squat. Oh, yeah. I don't think like synchronized do. squatting yeah you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good, but synchronized squatting
0: um, okay my wife just walked in and that was probably the first thing she heard me say coming through yeah. the door in the hallway there uh, she's surely very confused
2: <laughs> she's like, Sean, never go on this man's pot again <laughs> um,
0: I want my time. I don't even know if she knows I'm on a pod. She just thinks I'm in the office saying synchronized squatting very loudly.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you're you're practicing your diction, you know? Uh, It's like an actor's warm-up. Okay, that's it for the silly segment. Let's do some NBA stuff.
1: Stay tuned after the break for more Confederacy of Dunks. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, a member FDSE. Uh,
2: Matty D, I don't know if you're, you're sticking with the classics or you're going straight, straight to Weird Al stuff, but uh, give me your best NBA sting. This is Adam Silverhawk. Huh? <laughs> okay, back to Weird Al. <laughs> <laughs> This is Adam Silver, honk, honk. (laughs) Tells you everything you need to know about this pod. Um, Cool. Uh, Let's go to you first, uh, Dan. Uh, There's 10 games left. Uh, What team, you know, do you feel like you still uh, do not understand? Like, you don't know if they're good or bad or whatever it might be. Like, you don't understand what happened or what their deal is.
3: Yeah, I think um, the team that's like kind of interesting to me is the Nets, just because like they just got like emptied, you know what I mean? And they're still <laughs> in sixth place, and I don't know like what who are they? Like what is their identity? Like what is going on over there? I don't know, but it seems like it's not like a hundred percent falling apart, and it seems like it's not a hundred percent working, but mm-hmm. it's just like they're yeah. still in it, and they're like making whatever they have work like better than what. We're having right now, right? Like they're in different ways, so it's like it's very confusing to me because you'd think like a team that's been reset that much would be having more issues, uh considering they're a team that has been like littered with issues like over the past uh, few years. So yeah, they're just a great. That's a great one. Yeah, they're a team that's a little bit interesting to watch right now.
2: Yeah, I think, you know, it, it, uh, like I, I don't know the best way to define this, but there's always that, like, period of time where the league, like, it, it, like, the, like the league, you know, like, like assistant coaches, scouts, whatever, they study teams. And I feel like, you know, when big changes happen to a team, there's often this period of time where teams don't know how to game plan for them. So Mm. that's a really good one. I think playing the nets in the playoffs should be interesting. So it's like, yeah, exactly. What exactly is the game plan? You try and stop bridges is bridges. Like, obviously he's been, he's been huge uh, as a net, but it's like, yeah, he's going from like the third best player on his team sort of thing, or maybe second best player. If you think he's better than Aiden to being, you know, yeah. Like the featured guy. So yeah, nets are a great one. Um, what about you Sean? Could be a play-in matchup for the Raptors in a 7-8 too. It, it totally yeah cuz like my I was just looking at the standings. Miami is is not that far away. Um they 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 are a single game back uh, of the Nets. So um yeah, very much could be a play-in play-in matchup uh, for the Raptors which would be weird and fun. Um yeah, where uh, who, who's the team you feel like you still don't understand, Sean? So I got two. one is the Knicks because I, I just my
0: brain doesn't really want to compute whenever the Knicks are good. And I'm always <laughs> trying to find reasons why they're 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 frauds. Yeah, they're supposed uh, to
2: be bad. James. Dolan. Yeah. And uh-huh. like, I've just
0: never been a Julius Randle guy ever. Mm-hmm. And like they're playing a Mitchell Robinson, Isaiah Hardenstein center duo. And it's working wonderfully. And Mitch, Mitch Robinson doesn't seem, doesn't seem too happy with this situation. I don't know if you guys saw those posts earlier this week, but um, like it just it doesn't yeah. feel like a team that's going to flirt with fifty wins to me. It just I know Jalen Brunson's awesome. RJ Barrett, I don't really get it, not to, you know, be all sacrilegious and point out some of the bad Canadians in the NBA, but he might be one of them. I'm not sure. Um, You know, Josh Hart just like arrives on teams and is amazing for two months and then kind of becomes Josh Hart again. And so I don't know when that's going to fizzle out. Um, they're obviously, I think it's just because they're like deep and have a bunch of competent players and Emmanuel quickly rocks, but I still am waiting for the other shoe to drop where it's like, oh, you're right. They're the Knicks. They're not this like fun team that I keep on finding myself watching on random Saturday afternoons mm-hmm. because I can't get enough of them. Uh, the other one's the Nuggets, who I picked to win the title before the season. Yeah, And too. who some way through the year I chose uh, to like, on the score make the Nuggets one of the teams I get notifications about when their games start because I want to watch Nuggets games because Jokic rules super fun I really hate how much I enjoy watching Michael Porter Jr. because he seems like kind of a weirdo, but man, can that dude (laughs) shoot? It's awesome. And I keep on wanting to think they're the best team because I want them to win. I want to avoid all the, is Jokic actually bad at basketball because he can't win a championship nonsense that we're (laughs) certainly going to get if he doesn't win a title this year. Um, And there are moments where they look awesome, And then it's like, this is a lot of Jeff Green. What's going on here? Or, you know, this is a lot of leaning on KCP to hit all the open looks. Their defense is not awesome. Jokic is kind of not great there. And so I worry about them, and I can't decide if they are uh, like full on clear favorites in the West going to cruise to the finals and give the bucks a real shot in the finals, or if they're going to fizzle out in embarrassing fashion and make me look real stupid for picking them at the start of the season. I, I'm mm-hmm. uh, having a hard time with, uh, with the old nuggets.
2: <clears throat> yeah, I think, I think the nuggets thing is, is, is fair. I also feel like the MVP conversation is sort of taken over their year, which sort of like yeah, it kind of takes away from the Nuggets as a whole.
0: Thank um, you, by the way, for not making us talk about the MVP on this show.
2: <laughs> no problem. You know, I, uh, and and hey, if you're listening to this pod and you want to um, hear some MVP conversation, there's thousands of pods. Um, <laughs> go ahead and get some of that. Um, but uh, yeah, my team is the is the Cavaliers. Uh, I think the mm. Cavaliers. So there's kind of challenging my idea of you know it's not my idea sorry but like this 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 idea of a team you know the first time they're like in a, in the playoffs in a meaningful way like there's this whole like learning curve thing, but also uh, they have Donovan Mitchell who's kind of shown up big in the playoffs before like he's shown that he can do it and have like just wild scoring numbers. Uh, plus I think, yeah, like back to the parody point, I think there's, it's like everything's matchup based. Uh, so yeah, I can't tell if they're going to like, like learn a lesson and be better for next year. Or if they're, you know, I I think they have the best net rating in the NBA still. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm wondering about the Cavs and then, uh, I'll also throw in just for uh, a Western conference team. Um, the thunder, I, I, I thought they were going to gut their team and tank more like they've been doing the past couple of years, but they're in the play-in. So I'm kind of wondering, like, are they going to let Shea play competitive basketball for the first time in his life? They or, fucking better. You sorry, know what I mean? I, like if I can't swear, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no. The whole pod scrapped, but um that's all good. Um, yeah. No, but really like, I, I want to see Shea. I'd love to see Shea in a game. That's not a regular season game. And I feel like, uh, yeah, there's, I still don't know if the nuggets are going to be like, if there are a couple games, like they look like they're going to make it. Or are they going to be like, Oh, Shea's not playing the last eight games.
0: Um, God, that would be the most cowardly thing a Sam Presti has ever done. And Sam Presti is a coward just by nature. Uh, he got rid of the cool Shay, Chris Paul, Dennis Schroeder team. That was awesome. Cause he's a coward. Please don't be a coward, Sam Presti. You have a chance here to have a cool team and for me to not call you a coward on podcasts anymore. Please do it. Come on,
2: let's have some fun, Mister Presti. Um, okay, last question. Uh, I'm gonna stick with you, Sean. Um, and uh, yeah, this is can be uh, it can be like a future round too. It doesn't have to be in the first round. What is a playoff series, uh, or what is the playoff series you want to see the most? So I'm not picking anything from the East because I think
0: uh, the Bucks, like I said, are the only serious team. And as much as like it'll be fun to watch Bucks Celtics again, if it happens, I think the Bucs are going to just stomp them. I, maybe I'm too high on the Bucks, but I, I think it's going to be kind of chalk. The West is going to be a, a mess. Dream Conference Finals is Nuggets Kings because uh just give me all of the large dudes throwing cool passes. Uh give me 170, 165 games in regulation. Give me all of that. I I, I want that so so yeah, badly. That'd be fine. Also, no uh, oh baby. And then the other like stealth one, it's kind of the chalk one I feel like everyone wants, but I kind of want Grizzlies Warriors just so like it the Warriors can win and maybe shut Dylan Brooks up for the rest of time. That would be cool. I think yeah. I, I know Dylan Brooks has his, like his charm and qualities, but also what the hell's this dude's problem. He got another tech last night. And so we got another suspension for too many techs. And I don't feel like the Grizzlies have really done enough to like, Warrant all of this shit talk and so either one either they vindicate it all and beat the defending champs and that's great and we can kind of just say oh well now they can talk it's cool or the Warriors shut them up forever and they come back next year defeated and sad which would be kind of fun too.
2: Um, how dare you uh, talk to only <laughs> Canadians? Oh, uh, yeah. I feel really bad now. Okay. Did, Kelly
0: Olynyk's really fun. I saw him play <laughs> for the Pistons in person in Detroit a couple
2: weeks ago. He was
0: awesome. It was great. Kelly Olynyk. Yeah. <laughs> I, for one,
2: um, <laughs> like seeing um, Canadian basketball players push cameramen to the ground um, yeah it's
0: cool behavior that cool that, people that, engage that, in
2: all the time that and pat bev bringing in like a ipad and getting a tech like those are like the that's the shit i live for like that i no one could have predicted either of those things mm-hmm. um great picks uh dan what's your um what's the playoff series you really want to see
3: yeah, well, I kind of just went with, like, the first rounders that I thought could happen. Sure. Um, and so, like, the two that I picked, I picked one from the East and one from the West. And uh, I picked, like, the Knicks versus Cavs because right now they're, like, both both picks I had were the four or five seeds. They're just, mm-hmm. like, some interesting things happening. Like, the Knicks and Cavs are both teams you, you said were interesting <laughs> separately. So, like, your, te- your interesting teams will be uh, head-to-head, which is kind of yeah. cool. And, like, I had the same uh, kind of view of the Knicks where it's, like, uh, what's going on there like is it real <laughs> so that'll be an interesting test for them and it'll be a, it'll be a little matchup and then the other one's the clippers Suns, which is like four or five seed in the in the west and it's like you yeah. got your like two mega teams uh with like your two mega stars and also it's just kind of like it'll be fun to watch one of those teams rub the other one out uh that yeah. didn't sound yeah okay <laughs> yeah
0: no, the friendliest it. series of all time apparently.
2: <laughs> you said it. We're all horny. We're ready for the ba- bombers ready. Oh,
0: god. Um I could see bombers shouting. Bomber might just do it to all 10 players at once.
2: <laughs> yeah, but, but I can see bomber yelling that and being like, "We're going to have the most toilet." Um Oh god. Yeah, that's that's good shit. Thanks, Dan. No um uh, Mine is um uh <laughs> I, I, I agree that I, I also feel like like my my finals prediction at the beginning of the year was Bucks Nuggets Nuggets winning. I don't know if that's me gonna too, happen. baby.
0: Look at us. Really? Look at exact us. Game?
2: Oh yeah, hundred percent. Um, but uh, even if it's even if the Bucks are the better team, I feel like we've all been robbed over the years of uh, not seeing the Bucks versus the Sixers. Uh, mm. I want a second round Bucks sixers series. Uh, I just, I mean, it's not looking like that's going to happen, but um, I would love to see Embiid and Giannis go at it. Uh, I think they're both sort of superhuman strength-based players. Um, And yeah, I I do think the Bucs would win for sure, but I also feel like, yeah, just, uh, you know, they've just kind of dodged each other. Mostly because the Sixers have never made it very far in the playoffs, but um, (laughs) yeah, I'd love to see that, and then I'll throw in a West one. Uh, I I would love to see uh, a play in uh, of the um, oh, I guess they're not close enough, but I kind of want the Mavericks to keep falling, and I would love Mm -hmm. to see a play in of the Mavericks Lakers. I would like to see like a a one gamer uh, with LeBron and Luca. I think would be fun.
0: They're um, separated by one loss and four spots in the standings, five spots. That's that would be, that seems like it's more on the table than you're giving it credit for here, Freddie. That'd be, yeah, you know what? I, I should have looked at the standings
2: while I was saying that.
0: Cause, I, cause yeah, <laughs> everyone's just, so mid, you just have to assume
2: everyone's within two <laughs> losses of with one, with one another. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. That's uh that's the pod though, guys. Thank you both so much for doing it. Um, Maddie, I'm going to bring you in here, but yeah, uh, just uh in, in the meantime let's do some let's do some fun plugs uh, Dan, what's up uh, obviously you got the album but um yeah let everyone know uh, what they got to know
3: yeah I got an album coming out called interdimensional streaming everywhere on April 1st uh, you can come out to the album release show on April 2nd at the supermarket in Toronto if you live in Toronto and uh, yeah my uh, Instagram is at DG special and at interdimensional and uh, Twitter's at the real dan Gallia.
2: Amazing. Uh, Check that out. I will be there. It's going to be a fun times. Um, Good musicians, good comedy. Um, Sean, what's up? What do you feel like plugging? there's only one thing
0: baby locked on raptors every day monday to friday youtube your favorite podcast apps all that good stuff it's uh always appreciated if you go and like subscribe to the youtube channel i don't really care if you watch the videos just help me boost the numbers that's really all i'm in this for so yeah uh (laughs) juice those numbers numbers, man
2: no problem please juice the numbers (laughs) (laughs) come on come on juice the numbers um (laughs) okay uh this this is a fun pod thanks guys uh uh, Maddie D, I'll throw to you. Let people know the goods. Yeah, you know, uh, go to raptorsrepublic.com.
1: You know, we've got this paywall thingy-dingy. Six bucks a month. Price of a chicken Big Mac. You can uh, get some really... <laughs> All right, I, got That's That's good. <laughs> I did not. Uh, the chicken big <laughs> bag came out of nowhere. Sorry. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's thrown me off. Six bucks a month for premium content. The guys are writing, uh, you know, really good stuff. And don't worry, you're not paying for us. You're paying for them. Uh, <laughs> so make sure, make sure to go and support at Raptors Republic. And as well, you can go to dunkspodcast.com if you watched what you liked on YouTube, go and listen to the full episode of the podcast on your favorite podcatcher. And that is it for me.
2: Amazing. And we collectively have been the, uh, chicken Big Mac boys. Uh, thank you so much. Um, check out your, 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 Just trying to stay current. Um, uh, okay. Uh, again, thanks so much for the support, everyone. Uh, and, um, yeah, you know, uh, Subscribe, like, um, hit up our Patreon, all that shit. Please, thank you. We appreciate it. And uh, Maddie, if you feel like we're done and we're good to go, just give me those words I love so much. Okay? Okay. Listen to full episodes of the Confederacy of Dunks only on the Rapcast.